So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's Aaron Fragnito with the Passive Cash Flow Podcast. We are going to get started here. We have a special guest, Michael Sirdala. Did I nail it? Yes, you did. Excellent. Excellent stuff. So, Michael, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do and how you do it. Sure. Uh, Thanks for asking, Aaron. Thanks for having me on. Uh, My name is Michael Sirdala. I'm a financial representative. I work with Certified Financial Services, uh, which is headquartered in Paramus, New Jersey. We also have an office in Parsippany, New Jersey, and offices in New York and Connecticut. Uh, it's The firm has been around for about 34 years, and it is a privately owned uh, financial firm, which is uh, something that's very important. Um, I, you know, the reason why I got involved in uh, what I do is I enjoy helping people. I have a background in employee benefits, helping employers with their group health and other group programs. Um, and what I started to see over the years as I was conducting employee meetings for my clients is that the conversations very quickly became financial related due to the uh, fact that the cost of healthcare continues to go up the you know uh, cost burden shifts into within the plan parameters more so to the member uh, with more out-of-pocket costs so our conversations quickly became about affordability um, and that really helped me push push me in the direction um, of wanting to help educate people and get them more financially organized Mm, I like that. Yeah, we're kind of in the same space there as well. You know, I I feel like a financial advisor often talking to uh, accredited investors, sophisticated investors about diversifying out of the stock market and real estate and all different types of things. Um, And how, so how did you get, uh, how did you get started with, uh, with this uh, type of uh, position? Um, Well, I, I, like I said, I do have a background in employee benefits. Um, Mm -hmm. I did that for 27 years. So Mm -hmm. I insurance and financial markets Mm. uh, for for 27 years out of college. Um, Not something that I anticipated I would be doing. Mm -hmm. I am 27 years later doing it and I really enjoy it. I enjoy helping people and the work I do on the insurance side, the group insurance side and the Mm -hmm. financial side, they complement each other very, very well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, so what are some changes we're seeing with everything going on, you know, the COVID happening here? And uh, what are some changes in the financial industry and in the insurance industry? I know that's a very loaded question, but what are some like top things we're seeing right now? Well, that's actually a great question. And we're seeing a lot of things. A lot of things have been implemented. Um, you know, one of the things obviously that we've seen is the market volatility, uh, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, there was roughly a 30, 33% drop in the market. Um, mm-hmm. Since recovered quite a bit, which is great. Um, but what's important to remember that people should always remember when we're talking about uh, market volatility due to an occurrence like this, um, is not act with your emotions um, and try to put things in historical perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, we threw the tech bubble in 2000, the global financial crisis in 2008. Um, the market always rebounds. So don't panic in terms of that. Mm-hmm. The other things um, 
the CARES Act, um, which is very important. Uh, that was something that was recently um, enacted by Congress. And what the CARES Act, one component of it, it allows people that have been affected by the pandemic to withdraw up to $100,000 out of the qualified retirement account without occurring the 10% early withdrawal penalty, uh, which is very good. Um, and also you have three years to pay that amount back. And if you choose not to pay it back, you're then taxed on it, but you're taxed on it over a three year period, which would be years four, five, and six. Uh, so that's something really nice. And you know, people that may have been affected by the pandemic, should certainly look at that. That's amazing. Yeah, we were talking with an IRA custodian last week on the Passive uh, Cashflow podcast, and she was saying how uh, that new rule is incredible. In fact, about two months ago, I had an investor, uh, well, about a month ago, invest uh, similar to that way. Uh, she was going to self-direct her IRA, but instead pulled out of it and is investing in a building we're buying uh, right now. And I said, whoa, make sure you talk to your you know, accountant and your IRA director before doing this because it sounds like you're going to get hit with taxes. And that was before I knew about this rule. But yeah, that's incredible. And um, yeah, it gives people such an opportunity and, and probably an opportunity that we'll never have again in our lifetimes mm -hmm. uh, to avoid the early withdrawal penalty, not pay taxes for three years. And then when you do pay the taxes, pay it over a three-year period. So it's definitely something that people that may have been affected by the pandemic should look at. Mm -hmm. um, a couple other things, you know, um, that have happened or changed, you know, individual life insurance carriers, they've relaxed some of their underwriting requirements to make it much easier for policies to get issued. Obviously, life insurance is extremely important, especially during a pandemic, um, you know, in times like this, everybody should have life insurance to protect their loved ones. So mm. the individual insurance carriers are easing up some of those restrictions or not restrictions, but requirements. Uh, on the employer side, um, there are several state and federal laws that have recently passed. Some expand upon FMLA and paid sick leave. Uh, grace periods for premium payment have also been extended, uh, amongst other things. And the carriers themselves, too, have taken steps to make premium payments easier for groups with deferring payments or accepting credit cards. Um, and there's many, many more things that uh, on a state, federal, and even the carrier level that have taken place, you know, way too many mm -hmm. to mention right now. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, it's, it's really incredible what's going on right now. I feel like the government and the rules and regulations are really uh, being angled towards consumers as best they can right now, beside, between being able to pull from your IRA and defer those taxes or um, even all the stimulus checks coming in to us, you know, making sure you do the right thing with that money. If you don't need to live on it, you know, put it into something that ideally makes more money. Don't just go, you know, on vacation with it or, uh, Exactly. Yeah. And even for the business owners as well with the, you know, paycheck, uh, paycheck protection program, uh, you know, and, and that potentially all or, or portion, portion of it being forgivable, uh, mm -hmm. the small business loans that are out there that are very easy to get right now for, for a business owner. Uh, mm -hmm. 
Oh, so you're right in terms of the average person or consumer out there, as well as business owners, a lot of the rules and legislation that's recently been put into effect seem to be really geared toward benefiting them, which is great. I think that's a fantastic thing. Yeah, I mean, this is a very difficult time. It's a bit of a frustrating time, but take advantage of it, right? Like I know so many people that, uh, my age more so, that are just catching up on Netflix, you know, and like, uh, oh, I have another 1200 bucks in my account. I'm going to go buy a toy, you know, and, and uh, I'm like, man, oh, man, if, if you just took advantage of this time, you're getting paid to not work. You could do so much with your, your life and, and that money as well. Put it into something that makes more money um, is, is so important to do right now. Um, all right. Well, here's a fun question for you. Uh, we have a presidential election coming up, and of course, we're bipartisan here at the Passive Cashflow Podcast. Although, if you listen to enough of my episodes, you might figure out which which way I lean. But um, that, that I would never admit it. Um, so, we have a presidential election coming up. So, how how should we prepare? Obviously, we don't know. Biden might win. Trump might win. Uh, Biden's talking about taking away some of the you know tax incentives and stuff. Trump's obviously a little more pro business, but. Um, what, what's a good way to kind of prepare for this unknown uh, presidential election coming up? So, you know, you, you did say something that's important, you know, unknown. And, it, you know, it, it's certainly an unknown. Um, you know, it's always very difficult to, you know, predict what the future holds. Um, and I certainly don't want to get too political in what I say, but I'm sure the answers in some way will, you know, trend more politically one way than the other. Um, however, you know, in general, I can say um, I think it's always important to be well diversified um, and with many different buckets of wealth. Um, not all those buckets being tied to the same market or tied to the same things, or maybe some of the buckets are not tied to um, anything at all, anything at all or any market, you know, which is obviously um, a good thing. Mm -hmm. I'm a proponent of trying to build wealth using tax-free vehicles, you know, when possible. Mm -hmm. uh, saying that tax-deferred vehicles are not good, um, but it's important you know, I think to realize right now that taxes are currently at near historic lows. Right. The country has $26 trillion in debt, which I believe is only going to grow. Mm -hmm. um, we know it's only going to grow. Mm -hmm. One presidential candidate, you know, you made some comments uh, as you were asking the question, you know, one presidential candidate wants taxes even lower um, than where they are right now. Mm -hmm. um, the other candidate has openly called for some tax increases. I think it's important, you know, to take a look at each candidate's economic proposals as well, because I think that um, tells a very telling story. Um, these are just some of the things I think that you need to consider when you're de developing and, you know, maintaining your portfolio. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, in my opinion, it's great um, to have tax-free vehicles and vehicles that are subject to capital gains taxes versus ordinary income taxes. Um, because again, you know, back to your original question about, you know, how to prepare for, you know, one presidential election or one president over the other being elected, one candidate, I should say, over the other being elected. 
um, you know, it's important to understand, you know, what's probably going to happen, you know, with the taxes, with the economy. I mm-hmm. think because I believe that under one president, it's going to be very, very different than under the other president. Um, so I think it's safe to assume with taxes being at near historic lows and the country having $26 trillion in debt, and we seem to be shifting, in my opinion, in a scary direction, you know, should we follow, you know, the path of one of the presidential candidates. Um, so I always think it's good to, you know, it's just to realize that all those factors considered probably means that our tax rates are certainly going to be much higher 10 years from now, 15, 20, 25 years from now. So, well, Mike, of course the government's yeah. going to, the government's going to cut its spending like it's always done instead of raise taxes, right? I mean, <laughs> of course, the government's going to say, wait, we are going to get rid of government waste <clears throat> instead of well, raise- <laughs> You know, and you know that's not going to happen. And, I don't, you know, not one to- of the candidates is offering that, right? Not Neither one no. of them is like, you know, we're going to actually take this $26 trillion and really treat it like a business and be like, all right, we have to do something, you know, we got to cut... <laughs> So, you know, it is crazy. If you are really a conservative and you really want to get that uh, debt down, you don't really have an option anymore. It's That's the interesting thing, you know? Yeah, you, you really don't. Um, you know, one of the candidates is talking about having the government spend, I think it was $975 billion or something like that to, you know, reinvest in, within the country in certain ways, infrastructure, things like that. Uh mm-hmm. You know, which is fantastic, except where's that $975 billion going to come from? Obviously, tax increases. Mm-hmm. There's really no other way to generate that kind of money. Well, I mean, it's probably going to be borrowed um, and imprinted by the Federal Reserve, and we'll just keep pumping money into the system, and uh, eventually yeah. in- inflation's going to catch up. Or you know, So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of – lot of uh, you might want to also invest in assets that keep up with inflation, you know, and uh, easier yeah. said than that. <laughs> yeah, no, it absolutely is. I mean, real estate, obviously, as you know, is a great investment. I think that's something great to um, has a, have as part of your portfolio. Um, you know, there's so many different things that you can do with real estate. And, uh, you know, if you understand it and work with the right people, um, you could be very successful at it. Um, you know, and you, you know, the way you can defer taxes on that and, you know, mm. ultimately at some point, if you, uh, pass it along due to death, there may be no taxes on it in some cases. So yeah. a lot that can be done there. So it's really good, really important to have uh, part of it invested in real estate as well. Yeah, you know, diversify, 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 right? Absolutely. No, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Um, okay, so that's interesting. So uh, we'll do a couple more minutes here. I'm going to give you uh, a, an example of my life right now, okay? okay. And maybe you can ex- suggest some products, um, you know, for, that would be a good fit for me, okay? Sure. Uh, all right, so I got married last year. Uh, my, my beautiful wife and I are thinking about having uh, children uh, next year. I am 38, uh, 30, 39, oh my gosh, 33 years old. <laughs> I just gave myself five out. <laughs> wow. Uh, 33 years old. Um, I'd say I'm worth about one and a half to like 1.8 million in real estate wealth net, you know, and um, uh, I make about 
well, I make about 150 to 200 a year. Now I pay myself through refinances of real estate, um, cash flow on my real estate, which is written off a of tax depreciation. And I, I take probably another 50 to 70 in partner draws from flips and refinancing through the uh, flips and uh, wholesaling through the year. So my, my effective tax rate's quite low. I, I think I'm, I, you know, because the way I pay myself. Um, and I also, we own a management company, which allows us to write off a lot of our income as well. Um, I have a pretty good, pretty low tax rate. I think I uh, actually owed $0 to the government last year in, in income tax, which is great. So, um, but uh, what would you suggest, um, you know, uh, as far as like maybe some uh, life insurance and things like that, or what, what products? Yeah, no, that, I think that's a great, great question. Um, and, you know, obviously I can't be too, too specific. You know, I probably have 40 other questions for you about other, you know, things going on and your goals and stuff like that. Um, but in general terms, like, like you asked, um, exactly what you just said, life insurance, I think, is extremely important. Um, you've got a nice income. You've got some great assets. You're young. You just got married. You and your wife are thinking of having uh, children, you know, within a year or so, um, you know, and then, you know, potentially more children after that, I'm assuming. Oh, if it was up to her, there'd be a they already be popping out. <laughs> uh, that's funny. No, actually, yeah, well, I, who knows? We're talking like two, but, you know, that's going to be like six. So we'll see. Exactly. So I think life insurance is absolutely essential, um, you know, and we'd have to get into more details about your personal situation and goals and things like that and, you know, other assets you might have, you know, to determine, you know, the balance between term life and cash value whole life mm -hmm. uh, cash value whole life as you probably know you probably know a little bit about it uh, very powerful tool to be used in so many different ways and when you've got other assets um, having cash value life alongside of that really gives you permission to spend down your other assets in ways that you might not have done if you didn't have the cash value life. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's not to say that, you know, you should jump into, you know, all cash value life if you don't have any life right now, um, you know, depending on the situation, the goals, things, cash flow, things like that. You know, you might look at a combination of cash flow and convertible term, term that can be converted into cash value every couple uh, years. So that's something that I think is vitally important and, you know, in your situation without knowing, you know, more details, certainly mm -hmm. something I would suggest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I love uh, whole life, actually big fan of it. And um, so you nailed it. Actually, I do have a, I have a term life policy that I'm converting the whole, uh, you know, I kind of locked in a good rate uh, last year when I was 32 and I'm able to convert that to whole uh, kind of as I want over time. Um, I, I, <clears throat> I actually like whole life insurance more than the IRA strategy. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I do teach how to self-direct your IRA in real estate. I think IRAs are good for people to help them save money, uh, help take a, get tax advantages there. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, I mean, whole life gives you that death benefit. And, um, you know, it may not grow as much as certain IRAs, but, you know, the IRAs, there's no guarantee, right? I mean, your IRA could also lose value where a, a good whole life has a certain um, floor as far as what it can earn. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And, and I like what you said about the death benefit. Um, not that I typically sell whole life for mm -hmm. that 
death benefit, but mm-hmm. death benefit is what, especially if you want to leave a legacy to your children or to whomever, um, the death benefit allows you to spend down all your other assets because as you're doing that, you're building up both your cash value benefit. So even if you spend your other assets down to zero, you still got cash value and this big death benefit to leave as a legacy should you want to do that. So mm-hmm. again, it can be structured in many different ways, um, but it's also a tax advantage too because the cash value is growing tax-free too as well as the death benefit. Yeah, yeah. Great, great. All right, Michael. Well, how can people reach you? Uh, People can reach me by phone at 973-809-6480 or my email address. And I'm going to spell my last name out for you. It's Michael. I'll spell the first name too. M-I-C-H-A-E-L underscore. The last name is C-I-A-R-D as in David. E L L A at C F S L L C dot com. Great. All right. And we'll also put that in the uh, description uh, for our uh, guests to uh, our, our listeners to uh, contact Michael there for his uh, financial services and other products that he works with. And uh, Mike, who are you ideally looking to uh, team up with uh, and work with out there? I work with business owners a lot because of my, uh, I can help them in many ways, uh, both on the employee benefits for their business, as you know, as well as individually on their, you know, finances. And, you know, sometimes there's opportunities to kind of blend the two together. Uh, so there's a lot of unique things we can do with business owners. I also enjoy working with young people um, that are just starting out, either just getting married, um, thinking about having children. Um, I love helping those people and putting them on the right track at Mm -hmm. an early age. Um, And I've been working with a lot of real estate uh, professionals as well. Hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Great. Thank you so much, Michael. Of course, my name is Aaron Fragnito, co-founder of People's Capital Group. We buy apartment buildings like the one you see back here and we work with passive investors to acquire these buildings where the investors get all the benefits of owning real estate, like the cash flow and the wealth creation and the tax benefits without doing the heavy lifting, looking at hundreds of properties, managing them day to day and executing a 15 year reposition strategy. So that's what we do here at People's Capital Group. We do it in about a 10 years. We work with a handful of passive investors. If you want to find out if you qualify to be a passive investor, you can go to our website, peoplescapitalgroup.com, fill out a qualification form. And that's how you can uh, apply to qualify with People's Capital Group at peoplescapitalgroup.com. But hit that subscribe button. We come out with a new episode every Friday. And we are always looking to team up with uh, new people for the Passive Cash Flow podcast and give out good information on how to build that passive cash flow. Uh, Thank you so much, Mike, for coming on here. We're going to put this out to the world. We went live here on a number of platforms. Hopefully our listeners enjoyed our content and I'll put Mike's contact information in the description so you can reach out to him and uh, take a look at what he could do to help your financial situation and also get that uh, security in place. I'm a big fan of whole life. So Mike, you know a lot about that. So reach out to Mike for that whole life. That'd be great. Awesome. Aaron, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, Thank you so much. 